Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 49 of Beyond the Rut podcast, a weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always wanted beyond the rut. In just a moment, Brand is going to join me as well as a special guest, Marsha Upson. Marsha is a family nurse practitioner and also founder of Naturally Slim. Her company, Naturally Slim, has helped tens of thousands of people lose weight and keep it off by mimicking the behaviors of true thins, people who just seem to naturally stay slim all their lives and eat whatever they want. So in this episode, Brandon and I are going to ask her to share with us the eating behaviors of true thins, as well as how do you eat at a buffet and still lose weight. So stay tuned and check out this episode. Hey everybody, this is Jerry again, and here's Brandon. Your last name's again? Yes, I'll, I'll change it officially later on next week. Uh, and we have with us, as we said in the intro, Marsha Upson, and Marsha is the president of Naturally Slim. Naturally Slim's a program that I mentioned earlier this year that I've, I've used, and since the start of this year, I've lost 26 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so here's Marsha. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's fun to talk to you guys. This is exciting. Same here. And I'm going to totally send this episode to all my coworkers like, hey, I got Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who's Marsha? I'm like, from the videos. Because there's a group of us at work who are on the program. And um, this is just me rubbing it in yeah, at, at work. So I'm so glad you joined us and uh, went through a little mini adventure to get to us. Yeah. Yeah, kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny. I've had a few airlines take my program, and last yesterday, um, all the internet went down for one of these airlines, and they were writing paper tickets so that you could go <laughs> oh, through wow. security. Wow. And the guy writing my ticket goes, "Are you Marsha?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "I'm taking your class." Now that <laughs> That's is cool. That is so cool. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you still had to come home. You, you didn't get a free flight or anything out of that. I'm not sure. <laughs> still working on that aspect though. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, their loss is our gain because we were going to cancel, but because of having all the problems, and uh, so we got you home and we get to record tonight. So that's I awesome. think Marshall was trying not to name drop that airline. <laughs> May want to come on and be a sponsor, so we won't badmouth them on our podcast. So. Shameless, dude. Shameless. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now we like to kick it off with an icebreaker with all our guests, and you are a family nurse practitioner, correct? Correct. Awesome. Yes. Jerry did his homework. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, uh, I've worked for a healthcare organization, and I know nurses like, kind of like the military, you have your basic training stories. So I'm sure you've got a very memorable moment from nursing school. So what is your most memorable moment from nursing school? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, really? <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's two, and I'm trying to think which one would be better. I'll Oh, they're both kind of grim. Okay. There was this one. Well, this one was at a hospital. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was a student nurse and it was, it was before nurse practitioner school. It was just student nursing. And you were supposed to go in and take the patient's blood pressure, sitting down, laying down, all the different positions to learn how it changed. Okay. 
And uh, I felt so sorry for this dear man because he had tried to commit suicide and he had, he used a rifle and he shot himself under the arm and he lived. And after I put him through all this stuff, then I go back and I read the chart. You're supposed to read the chart first. (gasps) This poor man had found out his wife was having an affair. He shot her. And then he turned the gun on himself. Oh. She, she was in the hospital too, but I thought, oh my gosh, you're a murderer. And oh, wow. I just put you through the ringer. You, you, who knows what you could have done? There was no cop outside his door. It was a small town and they knew him, so they didn't guard him. Oh. So, you know, always read the chart first. Yes. You just never know who your patient could be. So you had a whirlwind of emotion going on there. Uh, you went yeah. from sympathy to no sympathy to, wait, I could have died. Yep. Yes, wow. exactly. Wow. Yeah. I've got a lot of nurses in my family from my mom and, and others, and, and they all have these incredible stories like that. And I'm usually like, okay, don't tell the really gross ones. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So when I was training to be a medic in the army, um, I don't know if nurses do this in nursing school, but we have to stick each other with an IV in order to be certified to do IVs. Uh, well, my partner, uh, did a number of things that really freaked me out and I wasn't allowed to quit because I was the class sergeant. I needed to set an example of bravery for this other soldier. And I wanted to say, no, forget this. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> Throw me in jail. Uh, because, um, they did, this person did things like they cleaned the wound site or the, the stick site and then they touched it with their bare hands to make sure it was clean. Hmm. And then they went to, uh, um, good method. <laughs> they 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 tried to stick me with the cover still on the needle and kept jamming it even harder into my arm and I kept looking at the sergeant like dude you're gonna stop her and, you know like please and then she took the finally took the cap off and then she touches the catheter with her bare hand and her, her bare hands I'm sitting here thinking isn't it like like driving test when you don't put your seatbelt on it's an automatic fail exactly. when you don't glove up it was an automatic fail yet this guy wanted to see how far she would take it and how far i would go before i freaked out and and finally i just raised my hand and i was like um can you <laughs> can can you correct her please sergeant <laughs> and so he finally stopped her retrained her and i was off the hook so they, they brought somebody else in because I, apparently i was too traumatized to sit back down again because i i knew how bad she was and believe it or not, this is not about traumatic medical stories at all. We're actually here because uh, Marsha's got a great company, and we wanted to learn more about it. And I know Jerry knows a lot about it, but I'm still learning a lot about it. She's actually been helping thousands and thousands and thousands of people lose weight, uh, fight obesity since, what, 1977, I believe, when Naturally Slim started. And they use a lot of high-tech uh, programs to help people do that. So, Marsha, can you tell us more about Naturally Slim and how it began and where it is today? Sure. I like to tell a little story about how it got started because I think it'll help people understand what Naturally Slim is. And my mom had done everything to lose weight. She went to see Dr. Atkins in New York. Wow. She went, yeah. She went to a medically supervised fasting place where they're watching you medically, but you don't eat for weeks. You name it, she tried every program <laughs> that's in the book. Yeah. And one day she was eating lunch with her best friend, Betty, and she looked at Betty's plate and she looked at her plate. And she thought, what's the matter with this picture? Betty's like got the hamburger and French fries and I'm eating cottage cheese, you know, <laughs> and she's a size six and, and I'm just getting fatter and fatter. And she thought right then and there that day, I will never diet again. Back in the 70s. Now it's popular not to diet. She said, I'll never diet again, but I'm going to start watching thin people. I'm going to see what it is they're doing. So she started watching people like Betty, and she went from 150 to 102. Wow. But the kicker wow. is she's kept it off. Because anybody can lose weight on a diet, but you know what? It's like three weeks or three months later, you put it all back on, and then some. 
So then mom was studying to be a therapist and she had to get a group together. And she thought, well, the only thing I've ever done is taught people how to lose weight. So she called up a, a, a group of um, dieters and said, would y'all come be in my class? And, and it just went from there, group after group after group. And she um, did a group of doctors. They asked her to do them in Dallas. And that's when she wrote the Dallas Doctor's Diet. And when I became a nurse practitioner in 1977, I would try to teach this program in the exam room. And (laughs) there wasn't enough time. So I went back into business doing that. And then about, oh, about 10 or 12 years ago, we started realizing if you could do videos and watch them online, you could reach thousands. And we've had like 25,000 people so far go through this, go through the program. We're very blessed. So that, if that kind of gives people an idea, it's, it's modeling thin people. We call them true thins. They've never had a weight problem. You might have given birth to one of these people. You might be married to one of these people. You have a sibling that's one. We hate their guts, yep. <laughs> but we want to know their secrets. So Naturally Slim's all about learning the secrets of what these people are doing. Right. I, I've got a younger brother that he could literally eat a side of beef and he would lose a pound. I would watch him eat it and I would gain a pound and I never understood <laughs> that. My yeah. brother and my daughter um, are true thins in a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they eat the probably the worst kind of food yet I, I noticed as I was doing the naturally slim program, they both naturally stop when they're full. Mm-hmm. Now my daughter just says I'm full and she's done. My brother lies about it. He says, Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> and then, then he pushes it away. Like there's something wrong with the food. I'm like, you, you can just say I'm full. There's, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with saying you're full. But anyway, I, I wouldn't think have said one that of the reasons ago. we wanted to have you on too, is because this story is such a beyond the rut, type story it's like get out of that rut of i've got to do this diet or this diet i can only eat bread or i can only eat rice or whatever the different fad of the day is and and your mom and you took a different path and said there's got to be a way to get out of this rut and stay out of it rather than just diet and gain diet and gain because i'm the same way i've gained and lost a couple of thousand pounds over my lifetime so this change makes all the difference in the world because it's not a diet it's just a change in the way that you live so therefore you can eat anything. And I think as we were talking in the pre-show, you were saying that you literally can eat anything you want to. It's just a change in mentality. It's all about that. Cause if we watch those thin people that, that like your brother, they're eating all foods, they're eating anything they want. They just don't eat all of it, right? They eat all foods, but not all of it. And it's, it's so natural. It's just the way we were meant to be. You got to listen to your body because your body knows how to be a body. Right. You eat when you're hungry. You eat slowly and taste and enjoy and just savor your food. And then you stop when you're comfortable. <laughs> and it's so simple, right? Right. I and love you- the concept because I was telling somebody today, actually, after work, we had a meeting and I was, they were talking about my weight loss. And, and I said, you know, you think about it. Most of us go to Whataburger, especially down here in South Texas. You pull into Whataburger, you grab your burger, fries and Coke, and then you drive back to the office and you eat that in about 10 minutes. But if you eat that in about 30 minutes, you'll find that you eat about half of it, if that. And I've done this myself. I know this works where I've left a bunch of fries and a bunch of the burger. And then I just throw it in the trash as I get back to work because we eat so fast. By the time your brain catches up, you've already eaten enough food for two people. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. 
And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. So true. And you learn to love good food. A friend of mine is a trainer for Whataburger and they now have the spicy, um, oh, spicy bacon burger back. <laughs> and she was oh, like, I was so like, you good. gotta have that burger. <laughs> and she said, okay, it's coming out in July and it'll be here till the end of September. And I'll go get one. Like you're talking about, cut it in half, eat half and save the other half for later. Right. Yeah. And, and you save money because now you've got two meals for the same price you used to pay one. Yeah. I was telling somebody this today. I said, you know, the difference is you're going to spend $10 on, on lunch. I spend $10 on lunch, but I get lunch and dinner for that same $10. Yeah. So I'm actually saving money and losing weight at the same time. To me, this is the most obvious, simple thing in the world. Now, I know Naturally Slim is more than just telling people to eat slow. So tell us a little bit more about what Naturally Slim is. Okay. So Naturally Slim, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change, which is so cliche. But for instance, mama having started this back in the 70s, people would go, well, why aren't y'all already huge? And I go, because we could only help people when we could be right there because you have to teach them. You can't hand them a list and say, eat this and eat that. You have to re-educate people all about how their body's working, how their brain's working, how if they're not satisfied when they eat the food, they're just going to keep on eating. So you've got to eat slowly. How to identify hunger, because it's so funny. I can have 100 people in a classroom and um, ask them week one, do you know when you're hungry? And most of them will say yes. And then I ask them about week nine. Now, how many of y'all really knew when you were hungry? And only about two people out of the whole hundred people knew when they were hungry. So it's educating yourself and learning. So it's it's more than just a diet. It's not a diet. We'll, we'll tell people things like you need to eat proteins, carbs, and fats all at the same meal. I'm very proud of us because we were preaching against sugar back in the early 80s. Wow. Yeah. And I would have some um, some nutrition kind of people get really mad at me for saying sugar was bad. <laughs> and, and I watched the Today Show this morning, and they were doing a whole segment on how bad sugar is. You know, and I would say, you know what? raises your cholesterol. Mm-hmm. And sugar can be uh, cause you to gain weight. Not, and they go, no, no, it won't raise your cholesterol. It won't cause diabetes. And now they're going, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's an education. You got to educate people. That's what, mm-hmm. and it's a 10 week online program where people watch a video a week. We get into stress eating. We have a segment called vital needs and it's all about what makes you, what makes your heart sing? What makes you feel good? I work with a lot of firefighters and it's so funny. I teach live classes to some firefighters and I'm like, you guys get excited about running into a burning building. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get excited about running out of the burning building. Yeah. So there's definitely things that needs you have that I don't have. Like they really have a need to give to others and to do and things. So we're all just wired differently. And what might cause stress to you doesn't cause stress to me and learning those kinds of things. So you're not stressed and wanting to stress eat. So it's a whole package that tells you how to live, not just lose weight. It's not a weight loss thing. It's a, it's a way to live that's completely out of the box. 
that's a good way to put it. It's a way to live. It's, it's a lifestyle change. You know, like for instance, I don't push people to exercise a lot, but um, Todd Whitthorn, who um, is a great exercise physiologist, and he worked with Dr. Ken Cooper, who's the father of aerobics for years. And Todd gets on there and really motivates people to walk. And you know, in the beginning, if you can just start walking. So it, it looks at stress. It looks at let's get out and let's get moving. It looks at all that sugar could be the cause of your diabetes. And you probably don't even realize that, you know, where that sugar is and let's get rid of it. So it is just kind of a, a little bit of a life makeover. And when you lose weight, people get so much happier. Oh, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, as you would know, especially during the time that you were starting this too. I know I I grew up during that time, and and we were always told, "Well, eat everything on your plate, and whatever was there, you were supposed to finish." So I've grown up thinking, if I bought it or I got it, I'm supposed to eat it. Yes, and that's that's a that's part of one of the week sessions. And I've never seen it addressed in any other kind of weight loss program. Is we look at what are the messages in your head. Mm-hmm. I have done this program since, you know, around 1980. Mom invented it while I was off at college and then I came home. But every time I eat a plate of food, I hear, if you pay for it, you got to eat it. Don't waste food. Clean your plate. (laughs) Yeah. Eat every color. And that causes more overeating than than large portions sometimes. Right. So even things like that and, and thinking through those beliefs and go, is that working for me? You know, is this really working? In fact, you know, we tell people not everybody's even hungry for three meals a day. Just listen to your body and let it decide. Right. And it's funny. After I went to the program, I went from eating at least three times a day. <laughs> and in fact, in the orientation program, when I'm, I'm getting ready to release our class for lunch, I say, we're getting ready to go to one of my three favorite meals of the day. Now I feel bad because I'm lying to them because I only eat twice a day now. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, it's still a funny joke. So I'll just say it. And, you know, most of the folks in this room are eating at least three times a day. So I'll just, I'll still say the joke. However, I do feel bad when I say it because I really have realized I'm hungry really, yeah, twice a day. And I'm a big breakfast guy, but not anymore. And, you know, just those are some of the things I picked up from the program. There's, there's again, it takes 10 weeks to not just learn it, but to make it habit. Right. And that's a big part of why I think it's 10 weeks. Uh, what are some of the natural, um, not natural slim, um, the eating habits of true thins that you could share without giving away the whole program, basically? <laughs> well, number one, like, like we've been saying, they only eat when they're hungry. They stop when they're comfortable. What's really cool is they wouldn't dare dream of eating anything they didn't like. Right. And um, I remember reading a book um, or, or I heard of, I was listening to a video, like an interview with one of the ladies that invented one of the biggest weight loss programs out there. And she was like, you know, I don't care if you don't like cauliflower. That's what you're supposed to eat. <laughs> oh, wow. You know? And oh, and there's another diet program where you um, puree cauliflower and make it pretend it's mashed potatoes. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Yeah. So Truth ends would only eat foods they love, and um, dieters will eat things they don't love. Truth ends um, say that they have to save room for dessert, not make room for dessert. Right. Yeah, yeah. so they know to save a little room. And, and then after that, the best way is if you've got a child, a little one, start watching them. They are definitely a truth in until age three, and once they get to four, mm-hmm. they can start having it trained out of them. Oh, wow. Um yeah, that's about the earliest age you see it. And um, and then, you know, I have a twin brother. And Mark and I sat at the same dinner table. And I think 
mother said, clean your plate. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I think Mark went, uh-uh, no way, Jose. So, <laughs> you know, just stay a truth in. But find one in your life and watch them. And that's one of the best things you can do to figure out what they're doing that'll help you. And, and watching my daughter at mealtime was one of the things that helped reinforce the concepts from Naturally Slim because she literally, naturally did those things. She's naturally slim. She's also a ballerina, so she dances a lot, <laughs> burns a lot of calories, but still eats like a true thin. Um, now, one thing that tends to get folks into trouble, and that's kind of what helped me pack pounds back on, was uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, birthday, another birthday, <laughs> and Excuse. so on. You can, you, yeah. Excuse. And so <laughs> lots of opportunities to eat in buffet lines. Uh, Marsha just uh, went to her daughter's wedding back, I believe, in June. So y- you had the the exposure to possibly some buffet lines. How were you able to apply those eating habits of a truth in while surrounded by food like that? That's a good question. Um, and it's, it's so funny because in Texas, we have so many buffets. <laughs> yes. And, and when I travel up north, they're like, wow, I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, we love we do. Food. We eat. <laughs> we eat. We eat. So I think if you watch a truth in, what they're going to do is they're going to really look at everything on that buffet. Okay. And Before they're going to they get say, anything. Yeah. And so they don't just eat anything like we were talking about a minute ago, like the cauliflower. They only eat things they intensely like. So they're going to look at the whole buffet and they're going to go in and probably get about four items. And they're going to make sure they're the things they really like. They don't get sucked in by all the flirt foods, you Mm -hmm. know, like, oh, I've got to have one of this, one of this, one of that. Mm -hmm. They're able to zero in and go, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. That looks good. And, And that's how they do it. And then they eat slowly. And... They will. They will always leave something on their plate. I rarely see a true thing clean their plate. Rarely. Right. So I, it's. It's. Go ahead. I like that concept because we go to a buffet, and I, I hate buffets personally, but I know I remember going to them because the thing you really want is at the very end after you filled your plate, and you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, and then you go and you put some extra stuff on there. And, and Honestly, like, buffets for me, like if you go to a a, a popular one called the Golden Corral. To me, that is one of the most offensive names of a restaurant. And if you're there, you're probably thinking, I'm literally in a golden corral. This is not good. But we, we tend to think, okay, it's, it's $15 or however much the buffet is. So I have to eat at least 15 or $20 worth of food to get my value from it. Exactly. People, that's a good one. And you just have to decide. That is a thing that people have to come to grips with when they're doing Naturally Slim. They will never get their money's worth at a buffet. Right. Never, ever. And um, I remember once when my mom was still learning all this stuff, hadn't quite put it together. And dad, she said, I do not want a birthday cake. And daddy brought her a birthday cake. (laughs) And, And she knew it would tempt the heck out of her. She's a sweet aholic like I am. And she decided to throw it in the trash. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, she threw it away. And then one day I thought, you know, how much does a birthday cake cost? 15 bucks? Right. I would gladly give somebody $15 not to have that birthday cake sitting around for day number two, three, four, (laughs) five, six. I would give you $30 to get rid of the birthday cake. (laughs) Right. So, you know, sometimes it's just doing things is crazy. And I know people listening right now are going, no way, lady. I'm not going to throw away the cake. Yes, you can. Yeah. 
have it for one day and enjoy it and then get it out of the house. You know, well, well, that's important because what we think is, well, I paid $15 for this. I need to eat $15. So you want to get even with the store that sold you the cake, but you're going to gain three or four pounds getting even with the store that doesn't really care about you or how much you weigh or anything else. So when we take that responsibility on ourselves and say, okay, I may have spent 50 or a hundred dollars on this, but I've gotten my enjoyment from it. Now I'm going to get rid of it and move on and, and live my life. It's not about, well, I paid a hundred. I've got to eat a hundred dollars worth of food. You know, you go out to Vegas and they've got these massive buffets everywhere. And it's like, well, if I pay $70 for the lobster buffet, I've got to eat at least a hundred dollars worth of food so I can stick it to the guys at the casino or whatever. It's like, you're killing yourself to stick it to somebody who's already making too much money off of you. And that kind of reminds me of like a cruise. I had this one gentleman go on a cruise and lose seven pounds and he thoroughly enjoyed everything. So he said, you know, I'm only going to go to all these gazillion buffets when I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get exactly what I want to eat. So then you're satisfied and you don't want to go nibble, 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 nibble and eat all the other crud because you ate and you got so satisfied and you just kind of zip your lip until you get hungry again. And then you can go eat whatever you want to eat and get satisfied. And if you're eating slowly, you can stop when you're comfortable. And he lost seven pounds. I usually just maintain on a cruise, but that's what I do. And and then I'll I'll plan. I'll go, okay, you know, a few of these days I want dessert. And I walk a lot on a cruise. You know, they have all the decks you can walk. And I just make sure to get a ton of exercise. But I I have people travel and actually lose weight because they can, Mm -hmm. they get so satisfied off of getting the foods they really want to eat. It's such a pleasure. And that's key. We, uh, I had mentioned earlier, my daughter and I went on a uh, trip. We went 2,500 miles in uh, eight days and traveled around the U.S. And that's on an earlier podcast. But we ate all this food. And it's so funny because when we came back, I was actually two pounds lighter than when I left. And I was eating things like jalapeno cornbread over pork and macaroni and cheese and all this crazy stuff. And he's posting these pictures on Facebook. So every time I pulled up Facebook, I'm like, dude, <laughs> not a good time. I'm, I'm in a, a certain level of hunger here. And yeah. this is not a good thing to see. <laughs> That's a great example of we went to a party a while back and they had a lot of food. It was a graduation party. And so they've got all this food everywhere. When you focus on exactly what you want, I'm a big deviled egg eater. I just love deviled eggs. And I knew I wanted to probably eat three or four of those. And so I just went straight for them and, and start where I really want to eat, go sit down, eat, set your fork down, eat slowly. So by the time you've got you've gotten all of that eaten and you're like, okay, now I could go back for more, but I'm fine. I'm, I'm not hungry anymore. So I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And I think dieters do that because they're not sure they're going to get what they want later. They're like, oh, I got to right. get what I want now. But when you know you can, for the next meal, you can get what you want to eat. And the next meal you can get what you want to eat. You don't have to do all that devouring everything because it's right there right now. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we were talking about it earlier. People find they don't, they don't need near as much food as they thought they did. Not near as much. And I just think about how healthy it is for your body not to give it these huge amounts of food to have to digest, have free radicals from all that, and just all the stuff that goes with what the byproducts are of eating twice as much food as you need. And every restaurant now has super size, monster size, you know, put you in the ground size, just get, they give you French fries the size of your head and a Coke the size of your head. And it's like, we don't need anywhere near that much food. No, it's such a hoot to look back and look at what we used to eat and then look at it now. It's like, so what happened? We're definitely not moving more. 
Right. Yeah. We're moving less. Oh, absolutely. And our <laughs> grandparents and our great grandparents did that. They yes. ate whatever they grew so they knew where it came from. And they only ate enough to be full and then moved on and kept working and did the things they needed to do. We wake up, go eat a, you know, a, a couple of breakfast tacos and then go sit in front of a computer for four hours, then go eat a big burger and fries, sit for another four hours, go home and eat more food and then sit in front of the TV for a few hours and then go to bed. And that's, that's a, a consistent part of most Americans day now. And so it's no wonder we're obese and we have cholesterol problems and heart attacks and cancer and everything else. I'd said the other day, I I'm, I'm so tired of, of praying about cancer. I want cancer to go away, and I know it's nutrition. I know nutrition is the key to getting rid of cancer, creating that alkalized body that can fight cancer and just eating better. And I won't stay on that soapbox, but I'm very much uh, ready for cancer to go away. <laughs> I totally agree, and people listening are probably thinking, but I don't know what to do. Just a great start is look at sugar grams on, on all your labels right? and know that every four grams is going to be a teaspoon. And, and don't eat things with a lot of sugar in them. That, that's the best place they can start. Like you said, eating the green vegetables. But look for sugar grams because it's hiding everywhere. There's a, a yogurt <laughs> that might seem really good. Right. And it's as much as a Hershey candy bar of sugar. Mm -hmm. So that's a great place for them to start. That's true. That's a great advice. Labels. Read the labels. Because mm -hmm. just because it says natural, healthy, uh, you know, all grain or all this stuff, it really means nothing. It's like new and improved and updated. It means nothing. It's all marketing material. If you don't turn it over and read those labels and a lot of us, and, and this became a thing for, cause I have five kids as we were all going out to eat and stuff, we all made the kids get water. We all drank water because we didn't want to pay $2 a drink for everybody's drink in a restaurant. So, you know, you'd save close to 14, $15, just not getting drinks. And so we developed that habit of just drink water, mostly from a financial standpoint, it made more <laughs> sense. But now that's really about 98% of what I drink is water. In fact, the other day on a student trip with the church, I drank a Dr. Pepper. I got a Dr. Pepper at Whataburger. I could only finish about a quarter of it. And I thought, oh, this is killing me. It's got so much sugar in it. <laughs> so Marcia, <laughs> if I'm reading a label, say at a grocery store, I guess that's the only place where I really do read labels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to see if I can get Brandon to that cough up his water. Clothing store, maybe? <laughs> clothing store. I'm reading labels in that clothing store, guys. <laughs> no, uh, so I'm reading labels. Um, a lot of people tend to focus, and I, I caught myself doing this a lot, focus on the calories and ignore the sugars. So is it both that we should focus on? Focus more on the sugars? Don't worry about the calories as much as long as you're moving? So what I look for first on a label is how many serving sizes something is. Ooh, good one. I, I got a cookie once. They're getting better, but I had one cookie and they said it was four servings. Wow. And they said <laughs> one serving is 11 grams of sugar. And then I went, now this one cookie is 44 grams of sugar or 11 teaspoons. So I look at wow. servings. Then the next thing I look at is sugar. And I do the math. If it was two and a half servings, then I'll, which a lot of sodas are. And the next thing I tend to look at is the protein depending on what food it is, how okay. much protein is this? You know, um, like, like some yogurts, I'm thinking this is a yogurt. You should have more protein in it. And mm -hmm. the Greek yogurts are good for that. Now I rarely look at fats. And, and that's one thing that really blessed me today on the TV show where they're talking about sugar. They said, we used to villainize fat and now we realize it's not that bad. And I went, 
Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Because fat is good for you. You need fat. You Mm -hmm. don't need trans fats. And they they have to show that on a label. So I'll look to make sure there's no trans fats. And they've really gotten that out a lot. And then... Then I will look at calories because some things I'm thinking, how did you actually, where, where did you stick all the calories? Yeah. This, whatever this food is is so small and you put like 500 calories in there. And it's all sugar usually. And, yeah. What I've and, it's learned. Just, yeah. and so what's, but, but what's ironic is every teaspoon of sugar only adds 15 calories. Oh. So you can have something with 10 teaspoons of sugar and it's only 150 calories. Wow. So you think it's low because sugar doesn't really have a lot of calories. It just does horrible things for your health. Mm. So those are the kinds of things I look at. Oh, and then you can also look to see if there's any fiber in it. And if there's fiber, you know, it's got some good stuff left in it, especially breads. Right. I think that's really good advice because I, I, I used to eat peanut M&Ms. I just thought those were great. And, (laughs) and one usually, and I don't go to the movies a lot because I get bored too easily, but when we go to the movies, I would get peanut M&Ms because I don't really like popcorn. And one day I was doing that. I looked on the back of it and it was two and a half servings in a, a regular size bag of M&Ms. Of course, at the movies, it costs like 50 bucks. But I'm looking <laughs> at that and I'm thinking, wait, this is not two and a half servings. And it, I don't know, it was like 300 calories or it whatever. It can't be, it's and one bag, like, right? Yeah, I was like, wait, that's six. Wait, that's 750 calories in this one bag of M&Ms. And I just could not believe that. Now, I think that was the last time I ate peanut M&Ms because I was just so mad because I felt like I'd gotten ripped off all this time with all this stuff in this bag. But I love that simply slim concept of do the naturally slim, sorry, uh, do the small things, do the simple things, look at calories, look at sugar. Don't worry about fat. Don't worry about all the ingredients. Just do those little things. And one key with sugar that I've learned over the months that, that I've been trying to eat a lot better and just live a lot better is I try to base everything on what my grandparents would do. And my grandparents would not eat this much sugar because everything they ate either came out of the ground or was walking around. So they didn't eat a lot of sugar. So I try not to do that. And we have people in in our church, this one guy, he's 92 years old and he still eats bacon and eggs every morning. And, you know, he walks and he, but what he eats was, is real and it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it because it just doesn't occur where, you know, he eats. And like you said, and I have no trouble with bacon and eggs. As long as it's, it's just real food, it's going to be fine for you. Right. It really is. Yeah. And um, you made me think of something. When we were kids at the movie, a box of popcorn was small, and it had about 150 calories. And today, they're around 1,400 calories if they put wow. the butter on it. Wow. Yeah, and it's about the size of your head. You know, it's With free huge. refills if you get the large. Yeah. But that's some great advice. You know, base a lot of things off of what your grandparents did. They didn't eat at McDonald's. They didn't eat processed food. They didn't eat a lot of the things we eat now, certainly not as much sugar. And you know what? They didn't snack either. They prepared a meal (laughs) and you ate your meal and you went out to play. They didn't have little bags of potato chips hanging around or all the snack foods. They just ate a meal and then they didn't eat till the next meal. That's true. You went out and worked and you went out and played and you did your thing. And then meals were during, you know, during the day at home, you didn't eat everywhere you went. You certainly didn't carry food around with you. Like you were saying, you didn't have little snack bags and stuff. Such a different world just a few decades ago. And you look at America today and you say, well, are we better off? No, we're not. So let's go back to the way they did things and and copy that stuff. 
Yeah, and lots of people that have certain ideas around dieting and all, and they get real ingrained with them. And I just want to say, how's that working for you? Dieting's not working for us. <laughs> exactly. If they were good, then some of these diet companies would have been out of business by now because they would have gotten everybody thin, so they wouldn't still be working so hard. That's right. Yes, yes. Marsha, what would be one final piece of advice or a call to action you would give to our listeners right now? Well, I think if I had just one piece of advice I could give people, it would be to chew slowly, taste your food, and not inhale it. Just to eat slowly would be the best thing that they could do for their health and for their weight. And then the the second best thing they could do is if they wanted to check out our website at naturallyslim.com, and they can take the whole program online um, just like you did, Jerry, and we have a, a part of our website called NS Town that I say is kind of like a Facebook for people doing the program where they can talk and visit with other people and not feel like they're all alone. Great. And it's actually, yeah, and it's actually a year-long program now. The 10 weeks is where you get the, the meat of what you need, but we have educational videos with um, Dr. Church, who's one of the foremost people, doctors in the weight loss industry and two um, psychologists and Tim uh, and Todd Whitthorn, who I was talking about. We have videos going for the whole year. In fact, even weekly videos. I do a minute with Marsha every week. And like right before 4th of July, I was like, okay, 4th of July is coming. How are we going to handle it? <laughs> so, yeah. So we really try to give people a lot of support to, to help them learn to eat like truth ends. Are there, are there age limits? Is this better for women, better for men? Is it... That's a great question. It's good for men and women together. Um, I love it when a husband and wife do it together because they're great support for one another. And really, you need to be 18 years or older to do it from the website. And I do have a lot of people go, well, what about my kids? And I say the best way to, to do your kids is you learn the principles. And once you understand the principles, you'll easily know how to apply them to your children and help your children. That applies in every area of our life. I love that. Brandon's <laughs> over here doing like the touchdown symbol, like he's an NFL football referee. He's like, yes, and he's doing the football thing. I wish you could see him now. <laughs> it's like if you manage your, your health and your money and your spiritual life and just your, your, your finances and everything, your kids will pick up on that. Good or bad, however you manage it, the kids are going to pick up on that. That's right. Yes. Well, great. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Marsha. And we want to thank you, our listener, for joining us as well. And uh, stay tuned for this outro. So here's your outro. Brandon and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Beyond the Rut podcast. You can see the show notes for this episode at beyondtherut.com slash 049. There you'll find the link to Naturally Slim, as well as the contact information, how you can follow them on social media. We do ask that the best way you can support our show right now is to share us with a family, a friend, a coworker, and that neighbor across the street. You could also subscribe to our show at iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Also, we'd like to hear from you. Just like we heard from our friend Hans recently, uh, send us an email. You can shoot an email over to us at beyondtherut at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about the show. Ask us a question you'd like us to tackle or name drop somebody you'd love for us to interview on the next episode. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.
Now, a completely random reading of Struvelbeta by Jerry Dugan in German. Wenn die Kinder artig sind, kommt zu ihnen das Christkind. Wenn sie ihre Suppe essen und das Brot auch nicht vergessen, wenn sie ohne Lärm zu machen, still sind bei den sieben Sachen, beim Spaziergehen auf den Gassen, von Mama sich führen lassen, bringt es ihnen gut genug und ein schönes Bilderbuch. Sehr einmal hier steht er, pf, der Struve Peter. An den Händen beiden ließ er sich nicht schneiden. Seine Nägel fast ein Jahr kämen ließ er nicht sein Haar. Pf, ruft da ein jeder, gasch, gasch, Struve Peter. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.